Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Bibles with me, the Second Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter four. Will you help me preach just a little bit? Second Kings chapter four. And I'll read one verse of Scripture, verse 6 of 2 Kings 4. Now, it came to pass when the vessels were full, everybody say full, Full. that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. And watch this. So the oil ceased. As long as there was an emptiness, as long as there was a need, as long as there was not fullness, but there was need, The oil, which represents the power of the Holy Spirit, was flowing. But the moment that all the vessels are full, the oil stopped. Then I want you to flip uh, over one page to to 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 16. I love the fact, I think I'll back up and, and, and read it in verse 15. Bring me now a musician, the prophet Elisha said. And then it happened when the musicians played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. Wow. That's pretty powerful, right? We just think they're entertainers. They're not entertainers. If they're anointed, they can can activate a prophetic gift. Sometimes in, in Georgia, there's a guy, Bill, who plays behind me we've been together as a team for Jesus 15 20 years I guess and he knows me and I know him and I can just look at him sometimes and he'll just hit a chord and something goes off in me I don't know how to explain that but it's I'm not I'm not being super spiritual I'm just telling you music can activate the anointing worship can activate prophecy and the prophet in the middle of the drought where they were thirsting to death He said, verse 16, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet this valley will be filled with water, so that you and your cattle and your your animals may drink. He said, make this valley full of ditches. My supply is so big that's about to come, you don't have the capacity to handle it. Dig a ditch. I want to read another great, great verse that means so much to me. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, this has always been one of my favorites. It's always been one that sparked faith in me. I love the beauty of it. In verse 7, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. I want you to see him doing that in 2018. The Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Hallelujah. Say my steps are going to be ordered this year. Say the direction of my life is being orchestrated by the hand of God. And he's bringing me into a good land. You've got to get faith to believe something good is going to happen to you. Praise God. I can't never read this and just go through it. 
For the Lord your God is bringing you to a good land, a land of brooks and of water and of fountains and of springs that flow out of valleys and hills. And I read that one time I was going through a dry spell and he said, I'm giving you your flow back. You're getting your flow back. A land of wheat and barley, fig trees, pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, not just struggle all the time. You'll eat bread without scarcity, and you will lack nothing. I believe this stuff. A land whose stones are iron, whose hills you can dig copper. And all I ask of you is in verse 10. This is God's very heart now. He's saying, I am going to bless you. I am taking you in to a good land. All I want in return is when you have eaten and are full. Everybody shout full. Then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which He has given you. The devil don't give you the good stuff. God gives you the good stuff. Beware, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God because when He blesses you, the blessings are so going to come in your life that there is a tendency to forget how good God has been to you. And so He said, Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, His statutes, which I command you this day. Lest, watch this, this is beautiful. God's, this is God saying, this is what I'm going to do to you. Lest, when you have eaten and are, there's the word again, full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. Do you know God cares where you live? You know, God's telling His people under an old covenant, and you're under a new and better covenant. That included in that covenant, He would bless you with a beautiful house. You don't understand the prices in Southern California. I don't care. God's not, God's not intimidated by your house prices out here. Quit talking that stuff. Quit talking scarcity. Quit talking, I'll never have it. I'll never get it. My Lord, wouldn't it be wonderful to get a house and get it paid for and pass it on to your children and your children's children and start a blessing that appreciates? Let's read it out loud, everybody. Let's, ready? When you, read it together. Ready? When you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. But he said houses. But I'll, I'll, I'll stay there. But I promise I'm going somewhere. Just relax. Some of you thought you didn't know the gospel was good news. When you're multiplied, verse 3, your silver and your gold is multiplied. God's saying, I'm going to bless you because I love you. Not against you being blessed. I'm against you forgetting me and getting full of yourself. 
When your heart is lifted up, you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Verse, verse 17, and you say in your heart, my power and my might of my hand, my talent, my gifts have gained me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth that He might establish His covenant. Wow. So I want to talk to you for just a few moments on the divine law of attraction. God has a law in the spirit realm called the law of attraction. Don't forget when you're full, when you're prosperous, when you're looking good, the law of attraction is a need. God is not attracted to fool. God is attracted to a need. God is driven by a need. Fill my house with problems, I'll fill my house with presence. Because my presence is always attracted to problems. He told the prophet, make Dig a ditch in this valley. Give me a need. Dig a ditch. Present it to me. And there will be no clouds, no thunder. It's coming out of nowhere. And it's going to rain. And it's going to rain so much that I'm going to fill that ditch with water in the middle of a desert in a drought when all your animals are dying. There's one thing that God Himself cannot have, but He requires you to have it, and that is a need. It could be that our security, our self-security, our self-reliance is locking God out of the equation in our life. Our self-sufficiency. Because the law of attraction in the spirit world is God is attracted to needs. Genesis said the world... In, in the beginning, God, that's how the Bible starts out, in the beginning, God. If you don't believe that, you might as well go get drunk. In the beginning, God. And then it says, created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without void. It was dark. It was void. It was empty. And God looks down and sees chaos, void, empty, and the Spirit moved. It's the law of attraction. God is not drawn to fool. There's a difference between loving God, wanting God, and needing God. The law of attraction is not that God is drawn to what's right in your life. He's drawn to what's wrong in your life. We like to cover up our wrong. But God says, that's the very thing that draws me to you. You know that weakness? You know that problem? You know that issue? That's the very thing that keeps me coming after you. We think we need to get rid of everything. And, and the truth is, God will heal and fix things. But, but He's going to keep you in a place where you're never full of yourself. It's not what's fixed in your life that draws God. I, I'm, I'm a good Christian and I've fixed everything. It's what's broken. That's the law of attraction for God. Paul said three times, God, I've got a thorn in my flesh. I've got this problem and I want you to take it from me. Take it from me. Take it from me. And God said three times, no, no, no. My grace is sufficient for you. 
In other words, my strength is made perfect in your weakness and there are too many strong among us. I need a weak guy that will never get so full of himself that I can't give him revelation of what heaven is like and take him and show him things. But in order to trust you with that kind of blessing, I need you not to be full, but have a need. You know what will stop you from admitting that you have a need more than anything else? Peer fear. What will people think? Some of you even in this room tonight care more about what people think than God thinks. He told the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand. In that moment, he had to decide, am I going to use... Because he had a good hand. If it had been like most Christians, he would have raised his good hand because he didn't want anybody to see his weakness and his withered place. But instead, that, the brilliance of that miracle is the guy was willing to expose the withered hand. And when he... The law of attraction, instantly when Jesus saw the withered hand, he didn't say stretch forth your withered hand. He let him choose. He said stretch forth your hand. And when he decided to present the need instead of his own works of his own hands and what he can do, God said, I love that. And the miracle power of God was attracted to that withered place in his life. Let's quit playing games tonight. If there's a withered place, if there's an addiction, if there's a weakness, if there's a besetting sin, I dare you to walk through this line kind of like this spiritually. God, God, that doesn't doesn't make God want to, ooh, you have that problem. That makes God, oh, oh. Don't you love that about God? I don't know if I believe that. We'll read Luke chapter 5. He's eating with publicans and sinners. (laughs) And the religious people got upset. He's eating, it's the law of attraction. He's in there and they're drinking, cussing, telling crazy stories, blankety blank, blank, blankety blank, blank, laughing, carrying on, getting lit. And Jesus, holy fied Jesus, is right in the middle. And the Bible said the Pharisees said, Why do you eat with those lowly publicans? And sinners. Somebody misquoted that and said, Republicans and sinners. <laughs> it's publicans, not Republicans. Publicans. Publicans and sinners. Why do you eat with publicans and sinners? This is, this is just a New English translation, my English. It's the law of attraction. Jesus said, Listen to his brilliant answer. He said, the whole don't need a physician. But the sick need a physician and I'm the great physician and this is the law of attraction. These people are, they are, they are in sin deep and I, I am attracted to them, not to you because you're full of yourself. Full of your own righteousness. But these people, I, I belong here. Blind Bartimaeus cried out, Lord, have mercy on me. And the church junkie said, shut him up. He, shh, shh. But he cried the louder. And Jesus stopped and healed him of his blindness. The law of attraction. The reason that they followed... 
The cloud in the Old Testament was not because they were so holy. They were hungry. And wherever the cloud went, the food fell. For 40 years he fed them with manna, but they had to be under that cloud. In other words, they had a need. Here's, here's a big revelation for you. God wants to keep you in need and you don't want to have any. God is not an American. America is about a spirit of independence, but God wants you dependent upon Him all the time. And when you get full, the oil stops flowing. The blessing stops flowing. As long as there's something in you, if you're digging a a ditch saying, I need you again, I'm digging another one, I need you again, God will keep pouring and pouring and pouring. But if you ever say, I'm full, I've got all I need, I'm going to go through this year just like I did last year. Got about all of God that I want. No thank you. Have you dug a ditch in your soul for this night? You may can't get out, but God can get in to your prison and set you free tonight. And I'm almost done. But what did Philippians say? Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. In the book of Revelation, the Bible said that the Laodicean church was the church Jesus was outside knocking, trying to get in. And He tells why He was on the outside. He said, you say you're rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing. The problem wasn't that you're rich and increased with goods. The problem is you are trusting in your own security and you say you have need of nothing. That's a dangerous place to get. I'm saying to you tonight, 2 Kings chapter 4 as, he, as she was pouring the oil into empty vessels, when they ran out of emptiness, the oil ceased. And God's law of attraction said, we'll go find somewhere where there's an opening for more. So when we lay hands on you as they come, and we begin to anoint you and pray for you, dig a ditch in your soul. Your body is a temple or a vessel of the Holy Spirit. Are you full of yourself? Or are you willing to say at the beginning of a new year, Holy Spirit, fill me again? Let let, let me say this. Let me say this. Dig Dig a ditch means this. You can't have the miraculous and keep playing it safe. Trust God with a fresh need. Hallelujah. Dig a ditch. Why, we, why does the church keep trying to grow? Why, why are you adding? I heard you adding another campus and another campus. We are. We're doing two this year. One in right downtown Atlanta, right in the heart of the city. It's amazing. Why are you doing that? Digging a ditch. We'll dig another one after that. Praise God. 
God doesn't have a problem with the oil. He just has a problem finding vessels that are empty. And tonight's your night. I close with this. And it's so important that you understand it. Mistakes never drive God away. It drives Him to you. The greater the need, the greater the grace. And tonight is your night. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.